to the Get Shit Done podcast. It's yours truly, Julie Jones with the Adventures of Julie Jones. And this week promises to be another adventure. I'm super excited to be interviewing my good friend that we just recently met. And she is coming to us all the way from Italy, has the most amazing story, and better yet, she has the most amazing name. So Julie Elves, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. I'm so excited that I'm your guest. I am so excited to have you. And you know why I said that you have the most amazing name? Not only because of elves, because, you know, we've talked about how I love Christmas, right? But it's Julie. It's the Julie Squared show today. <laughs> Squared. There are many Julies in the world. I've been looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one of a kind and you and I are both unique. So I really want to get started because, you know, in meeting you and you sharing your story with me, it is a very powerful story. So why don't we get started with who you are, you know, a little bit about what you do, what makes you so unique and what you bring to the party. So Julie, the floor is yours. Okay, hi everybody. Um, so yeah, as Julie said, I am based in Italy um, and I am the fearless lioness specialist. And there's a reason why I call myself a lioness uh, and that is because I used to be a very weak and shy and invisible kitten. And I've learned over the years um, to, you know, find my authentic self. And I believe that all women and uh, the guys in, in particular too, were we were born lions and lionesses. We've just forgotten how to be them. <laughs> and so... I deal a lot with fear and self-esteem because if you want to be a lioness, you need those um, under control, um, especially the fear. If your fear is off the charts, then you are not going to be able to live life to the fullest and have so many adventures, right? So it's really, really important to overcome your fears, manage them however best you can, and... um, move towards um, raising your self-esteem because that's really, really important. There are so many people out there suffering from imposter syndrome, people pleasing, um, not saying yes to everybody, not setting boundaries. I'm just talking about myself here because <laughs> uh, that's what uh, I used to do. Um, so my my mission now, I found it because I've, been, I've done different careers and not, not really found my passion and my purpose is um, to be to help and to empower and transform female kittens uh, into fearless, strong, and confident lionesses so that they can live a life that's, you know, by design, their design and not by default, which a lot of us are living. Um, and like Judy is all about fun and doing stuff spontaneously and just getting out there and um, breaking through all her fears and stepping out of a comfort zone. I'm very much like that too. And and people like us, um, we attract a lot of wonderful people into our lives. And that's, that's an amazing thing. Uh, we've only just met each other recently. And so that's due to me being a lioness and um, having the right 
uh, high vibrations and frequency and energy and all that good stuff, yeah? It's all good Absolutely. for your health. Well, it is. It's absolutely the truth because, you know, Julie and I met at an event that I was speaking at, and I always give kudos to people who step up, you know, they ask some questions and they make it a point to connect with somebody else, right? Because there's so many of us who do very similar things, but we have a different message for all of us. And I love, you know, the the lioness because we talked about this earlier. One of my favorite pictures, if anybody's ever seen out there, is the kitten who's looking in the mirror and sees a lion. And yeah, I, I think that that's really key because it's how we see ourselves. You know, a lot of times people see us as powerful lions and lionesses, but they but it's how do you see you? And and Julie, like where would you say that some of it stemmed from? Because you haven't always been, you know, coaching and working with women and men, you know, in this arena. Like you started off a career as a teacher, am I correct? No, my career goes much further back than teaching. <laughs> I I started out as a computer programmer. Ah, oh. I went into engineering, and I've I've been working around men and uh, on the nine to five treadmill and that kind of stuff. And I just I just knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't it wasn't giving me the um that excited feeling jumping out of bed I want to go to work you know it's my baby I want to go to work now that I run my own business and I'm also um my own private English teacher that's my business as well I feel excited I feel like I'm um giving so much more back to humanity and making a huge impact whereas before I was just uh, a number a bum on a seat I wasn't making the impact I'm making today and, and that that feels amazing, you know? Well, and I really do think that all of us are put here on this earth to be able to make that impact. I think for so many of us, we want to know that we left some type of legacy and that we left our mark in one way, shape, or form. And so you were not like born in Italy because, you know, people may pick up a little bit of an accent. And eventually, as I shared with Julie, I record these, as many of you know, on Zoom so that we can see each other while we're having a conversation. But then I I turn them into audio and eventually I will upload them onto my YouTube channel so people can watch them as well. So Julie, tell a little bit about your interesting history, your interesting story, because you were not born and raised in Italy, but that's where you find yourself. Yeah, that is. It's the, actually the third country I lived in. So uh, I've only just started writing my book. Julie's read chapter one. She's read my contents. Um, I'm, I'm getting it out there. Um, it's It's been quite a hurdle to make myself vulnerable and public for everybody to see. Um, but I feel like I'm at, a, a, I'm at the stage in my life where I can do so much good by sharing my story. And so I was, back in the 70s, um, I was um, born in Hong Kong, I think, um, to Chinese parents. And unfortunately, for some reason or other, I've got various ideas about it, I was abandoned and I was left in a huge 
rubbish bin, the dumpster, and I couldn't speak a word of English. I didn't put that in my book. <laughs> and I, I, at that moment, um, because I was abandoned and I was obviously looking for um, uh, my parents or somebody to look after me, maybe I was hungry, whatever, I was screaming my lungs out, which is what lion, lion, lions and lionesses do when they want something, the cubs especially. So, um, And I feel like I was a survivor. I wanted to, to live. And somebody from the orphanage found me, and um, they took me in. Uh, and at the time, um, a British couple were in Hong Kong, and they were expats, and they couldn't have children um, because uh, the wife had had a hysterectomy. So she she wanted two daughters, so they went to the orphanage where I was at prior to me getting there, and they already adopted a little girl at six months. And within the period of time of them adopting her and adopting me, the rules changed. So expats weren't at the top of the list anymore, which means that they can provide all the good stuff and give, give the children, the adopted kids, um, a good education and all of that. They realised that the, these Chinese kids who needed adoption were losing touch with their um, ancestors and their culture and, yeah, so um, when they were ready to get a second daughter, they rang up and they asked and, and they said, uh, the orphanage said, I'm sorry, but you can't have any more children um, because you're at the bottom of the list. This British couple got very angry about this. They really kicked up a stink. Very much, very British they are. <laughs> they caused so much um, anxiety and problems for the orphanage that they, they they just had to back down and say, okay, okay, okay. The next little girl who comes in, we will call you and you can adopt her, okay? Um, and there wasn't one of them at, the, at that time until I arrived. So when I, when I arrived, they, they called and they rushed down. This is Mr. and Mrs. Elves, they rushed down. They're, they're from England. And um, they were so, so happy and they didn't care that I'd been found in a rubbish bin. That made it more, more sentimental. There was more connection, I think, with that. Um, but they didn't care that I had um, medical issues, like with my eyes, and later I had problems with my ears. I've actually had five operations on my eyes that people don't know about. Um, and I'm lucky that I've, I've, um, I can see as well as I can, uh, because I was almost blind when I was born. And I think that's, that could be one of the reasons why, why I was abandoned. But anyway, um, to cut a long story short, I was adopted and I've, I've had a wonderful life. And I feel blessed that even though my biological parents must have been poor, couldn't keep me for whatever reason, it's kept my feet firmly on the ground. So even though I've had a really affluent expat lifestyle, um, where I don't really need to, uh, all my needs are met and more. I feel like I, I don't, um, I'm not vain, I'm not arrogant, I'm not greedy, which some, some people are like that when they're born in that kind of, you know, that society, that, that upbringing. And I feel like I want to give back. So I've gone from, <laughs> in my life, I've gone from poverty to affluent, back to poverty, but I'm, I'm happy. The happiest people in the world are the poorest. 
And I've already been to three, four countries. And you go there and they're beaming. They're, their faces are beaming with so much love and happiness for what they have. And then you go to, you know, first world countries and in Europe especially, and all they do is moan about what they don't have. You know, so I, I feel like I want to change the world and get people to, to realise, um, you know, where they're at is where they're supposed to be, but they're supposed to be grateful for what they have, you know? Well, that's a big one. Attitude of gratitude, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, when you are expressing a lot of that gratitude, a lot more will start to come your way as well. And I mean, exactly. you like talk about like manifesting, right? Because you have like, when we first met, you have a very interesting story about what you've manifested in Italy. Yeah. So how long, first of all, have you been in Italy? And you just really need to share the story because I really am all about how powerful our thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts can take us to the positive, to the negative, you know, what you think, you know, and you you definitely will create and you have a prime example of that. So I'd love for mm-hmm. you to share a little bit about how long you've been in Italy and what you've been able to manifest. Okay. So I've been here 12 years. I wasn't meant to come to Italy. Italy was not on my bucket list of places to go. I was quite happy in the UK. I was stuck in the mindset of the UK. I was stuck on a treadmill, 95 treadmill, um, in, a, in a competition kind of um, environment over there. Everybody's trying to outdo each other. Everybody's vain. Everybody's greedy. And I didn't realize at the time that didn't suit me. Um, but it isn't until you remove yourself from that situation that you realize that that doesn't suit you sometimes and you feel relieved. And so I was looking for a job um, in uh, in Cambridge um, and I wanted to change job and also increase my salary. So I was actually looking to move from a village into a city, but still in England. This guy, I rang up one day and I asked the recruitment guy, um, how's my job application going with Vodafone? And he said, oh, I don't know. My other colleagues looking at it. But I've just had a look at your CV and I really think that you would be perfect for the job in Italy. Have you seen it? And I said, oh, is that the one with Siemens? Okay, I'm just name dropping now. <laughs> and I said, he says, yeah. I says, oh, I looked at that and I said, I'm, I think I'm underqualified. He says, no, 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 Julie, you are overqualified. And I want to put you forward um, for an interview. Would that be okay? And I'm like, Italy, Italy. <laughs> and I was feeling a little bit scared because I'm thinking, I don't know any words in Italy, in Italian, you know, what, what am I going <laughs> to? And I thought, look, no, you have to say yes. There's an opportunity here. It's happening for a reason. So I said, okay. It, it, what harm can it do? Let's have an interview. Half an hour interview sitting in my car, in the car park of the competition company, yeah, and two weeks later, I'm on the plane heading to Italy because I got the job immediately. Amazing. And my life has changed drastically, and I've changed so many lives here. I've made people wake up, be aware of themselves, be mindful, um really look at themselves and see where they can be better human beings. Yeah, I've really motivated a lot of people. And it's here where I got my nickname or tag, Lioness. And that's why I, I, I 
stepped into the role of being a lioness. Well, you have, and you just recently had to move now while you've been in Italy. And yes. I find that, again, very fascinating because I I think sometimes, like, let's say you're in a situation, because this would be kind of similar to what you're going to talk about, is, you know, like, if you're if you're losing your place to stay, losing your job, losing whatever, we focus in on the negative and what we're losing Rather than, okay, well, let's first of all, look at the possibilities. Because I believe when one door, you know, closes, another one opens. And then what do we want to focus on? Because if you focus on the negative, you're just going to get more negative. But if you decide to focus on what is possible and saying yes to life opportunities, which is something that you talked about, I mean, the world really opens up for us. Yes, that's very true. But there was a period in my time, in my life, where, and, and this was a turning point for me, I, loads of bad things happened, and all I did was focus on playing the victim. I played the victim for nearly 10 months, and it wasn't until I realized, no, there's nobody here who's going to help you. You've tried everything, and the external help that you're getting and the support is not helping. There must be something that you can do for yourself so I started reading self-help development books. I started changing all the negative self-talk that was up here into positive stuff and realizing, you know, you've got to find a new job. You've got to move out of this place where you're at and move forward in your life because you're just stuck. And you're stuck with all these negative emotions, which are not helping with your health. My health was deteriorating really badly. And so then I learned about the the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is huge if you know how to use it. And so I have manifested coming over here, which has been life-changing. But also, um, I have been evicted a couple of times here. (laughs) Even during the pandemic, they tried to evict me. Um, But my thoughts were so focused on finding somewhere and uh, to live and finding someone who could help me temporarily even and always at the last second really like seven days before I'm evicted something pops up it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and the biggest manifestation I have managed to make is I have moved from living in the Italian Riviera which is really expensive by the sea the Italian Riviera by the way is by the French border okay and um uh, now I'm in the Italian Alps, and I'm living in a gorgeous um, two-bedroom flat that is rent and bills free. Uh, did did everybody hear that? It's like she manifested a beautiful place to stay, you know, rent and bill free. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Yeah, right, whatever." Julie squared like that. That's a possibility. But again, so much of what we create. We often create from nothing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like just knowing that you're so positive and focus in on it. And you made another really good point as well. We all have our moments. Like I've always said, my life is not sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, right? I mean, there are things that happen and it's a choice. Like you had a choice for a while. You were living victim instead of responsible. And I really do believe when you shift into responsibility, and take ownership for what is happening in your life, 
that's when things start to shift even more. Yes, I totally agree. We we do have to take responsibility for our life because it's our life at the end of the day, yeah? And our decisions shape how our, our day goes, how our life goes, how our year goes. And what we focus on is what we attract. That is so important. And so when you when you get fixated on negative emotions, the only way you're going to um, going to go is down if you just focus on negative emotions. And so this is why a lot of self help books for entrepreneurs are telling people and pushing attitude of gratitude and the power of positivity because these all raise your vibrations. And when you raise your vibrations, that's when you become a powerful, powerful manifester. So I've been focusing on that. Even though I've had a couple of rough days and people have literally picked me up off the floor, I wouldn't be where I am today without the love and support. And and that's really important too. You've got to have a a really powerful support network. Um, But I couldn't have done it without having taking responsibility for my life, for doing what I need to do to get out of the, the shit that I'm in, excuse my French, um, and so that, that's what you have to do. You have to put on your big girl pants <laughs> and move forward. Just take that baby step forward out of the hole or the tunnel. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, like I always like to extract what people are are talking about. And it's like I love what you're saying, Julie, because it's it's always the choices that we are faced with that really truly, you know, will make the difference for all of us. And I I love your positive, your positive attitude because some people, you know, and, and again, it's choices, right? Somebody yeah. else could have been abandoned, found in a dumpster and decided to live their life, their entire life, you know, from victim mode. Like, woe is me, this happened to me, and this is the reason why they use it as an excuse rather than, like, my feeling for you is that it was a reason. Like, you started off your lioness early on, and it's given you the reason to continue to propel you forward to be able to help other people. And in that moment, you know, when you, there was a lot of fear. Like as a child, like fear was really instilled in you because you did not know what was happening. Now, yeah. as you've gotten older and you've worked around fear, like, do you have a, a tip for the audience that's really listening in? Like, what's your go-to? Like, you know, somebody's facing fear and they don't know exactly what to do. What? How do you tell people like, okay, I say face the fear and do it anyway, right? So like, how do you face the fear and do it anyway? <laughs> Okay, well, I, I want to share this really, really important tip that's been scientifically proven. So um, if you're like me and you suffer from stage fright, public speaking, it's taken me a lot of um, practice to get over talking to somebody just on camera because of, because of the, you know, the negative self-talking in the head telling you that you're not good enough, whatever. <laughs> and um, so... When you are about to get on stage or you're about to do a presentation or even jumping off a plane, skydiving, which I have to add, I will never do this because I don't like the feeling of falling. It's not because I'm scared of jumping out of a plane at all or I'm scared of heights. 
or scared of fall, falling, it's because, uh, yeah, I just don't like that feeling of dropping like a stone. But when you're scared, you're in that plane, you're absolutely terrified. But you see uh, in a frame-by-frame frame, um, sequence of photos, that scared person jumps out of the plane and the fear lifts and they start to enjoy the moment of floating, you know, zero gravity. And then they're smiling, they're enjoying themselves and they're landing and their biggest grin on their face ever. And they're like, yes, I've done it. Okay. But to get past that fear of jumping out the plane, a lot of people can tell, you can tell yourself this, even if you're going on stage, that um, what you're actually physically feeling in your body, okay, is exactly for fear because you're scared is exactly the same that you would feel when you're excited about something. Your heart is racing, you've got sweaty palms, your, your thoughts are thinking negatively, but the body responds in, in the same way. So it's about flicking the switch in your head and telling yourself, I'm excited for this. Whatever I'm doing, I'm really excited because at the end of the day, I'm going to get so much gratitude and um, um, reward when I've done it. I'm going to feel fantastic when I land. So um, this is called performance, um, what's it called again? Reframing performance and anxiety. And it's been proven by the Harvard Medical School and the Harvard Business School. So it's a really fantastic tip. If you ever you feel fearful, just think about you're excited to do it because when you finish the action that you're scared of doing, there's such a huge reward and relief at the end of it. Well, there is, because I can tell you exactly how you describe skydiving is what happened for me, because I've jumped out of a perfectly good plane twice, right? And I, it's, uh, and there's something to be said about when you're, especially when you're going tandem, it's mm -hmm. the loss of control. Because like when they decide that they're going to jump, they jump and you're free falling. And it was, I have a picture of myself as soon as I had landed and I was done mm. with it. And my smile was literally ear to ear. Like yeah. it was so much excitement, that adrenaline, that type of thing. And I love that, um, you know, reframing technique is that a lot of times the same emotions that are happening in our body are something positive. And again, it's how we label it. For some people, you know, how you label a certain feeling, some people say that's positive, some people say that that's negative. So it's like, again, I don't know who said, you know, that certain words, like you don't even have to say pardon my French, Julie, when you say the word shit, because this is the Get Shit Done podcast, right? But like I always say, who the hell decided that shit was not a word that like, you know, is appropriate, right? Somebody out there just decided one day, okay, yeah, like we're going to have these curse words. And yeah. they're the same word as every other word in the English language. It's just how we as a society sometimes define things. So as we're yeah. wrapping up, Julie, I know we've talked about a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. is there anything still on your heart that you want to share with the audience that you really want people to know about something that you do that, you know, that you utilize? What is it that you want to leave the audience with? Oh, well, um, to any 
budding aspiring lionesses out there, if you really, really, truly want to manifest, and I, I've done a human design um, uh, quiz and test, um, which says I'm a, I'm a very big manifester and generator, then I can help you to manifest. What I have, I've only shown you and shared with you the tip of the iceberg of my manifestation powers. Somebody's recently called me, can I say the F word? <laughs> Somebody has labeled me as a fucking powerful magician with what I can manifest. And I choose now to manifest good things into my life because I've manifested some crap. Okay, and I've I've now understood that you there's good abundance and there's bad abundance. So if this if this is what you want and you want a dream life, career, or business, then follow me in my Unleash Your Lioness Pride. I'm sure it'll be the tribe or pride that you're looking for. And I do every month a seven-day law of attraction challenge, which is really powerful, really successful. And it is totally free, it's fun, and it's transformative. And you get me for seven days, and, and we go through everything. Even if you don't know anything about the law of attraction, if you don't know what the woo-woo stuff, you know, you'll be converted after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure we have all those links in the show notes. But is there one place in particular that if people are listening in and they don't want to read the show notes, like what's the best way to connect with you, Julie? Oh, well, I've, I've shared with you my link tree which has got a few links on it already. Uh, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, these are the most uh, the most common areas I'm, I'm on. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you are. And we'll make sure that, again, the link tree, link tree and all of Julie's links are available so that you can connect with her and be part of the pride. <laughs> yes. The more the merrier. That's yeah. right. That's right. You can join. You can join us to Julie's in being part of, you know, the pride. And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about all my guests is that they have such great information that they're willing to share because it's not a doggy dog world in our world. It's, you know, it's really about collaborating and sharing and, you know, supporting people and being the best version of themselves. And and spreading the love. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Spreading the love. Julie, the final question for you is this. This is the Get Shit Done podcast. So what are you doing currently this week in your life to get shit done? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, I am, wow. I am doing um, Forbes Riley's course, which starts very soon. So I'm following her. She's a big influencer. Yes, she is. And uh, I'm sure that there's probably a lot of prep work, but you know, like I'm sure you'll have homework every night. And are you Mm. committed to doing what you need to get done in order to be? I'm a big action taker. You you don't move forward without action. No, you certainly don't. And that's, you know, part of like facing the fear. Sometimes it's the paralysis analysis, right? Like you're just stuck. It's like, just take one little step and you'll you know, your whole life is going to look different. It really is. Totally. Totally. (laughs) All right, Julie. Well, I just want to say thank you again so much because it's probably could be late at night, early in the morning. I'm not sure. I know that there's, it's late at night. I think it is, right? Because it's, 
it's actually, we're taping this at three o'clock in the afternoon um, here in Arizona. And it's probably after 11 o'clock for yeah. you. So I appreciate you staying up late and hanging out with me and being on the podcast. I'm in such gratitude for your time. So really, truly, thank you for being here, Julie. Oh, you're very, very welcome. It is. It's my pleasure. It really is. It's amazing. I love talking to people with so much energy like you. The energy just oozes out of every pore and then comes through the screen at me. <laughs> well, good. Well, maybe I might be like your shot of caffeine before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> so I hope you're still able to sleep. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, this is Julie Jones signing off for another amazing week of the Get Shit Done podcast. As always, I appreciate you listening in. And please, please, please share this podcast with those that you know can benefit about finding out how they can be a lioness or a lion themselves. And as always, uh, make sure to have a productive get shit done kind of week. We'll see you soon. Time is our most valuable asset. And I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.